welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Global Milk. Global Milk! The bees, not the bees! Global Milk, a subsidiary of Red Pathia Productions. Welcome, everybody, to episode 40 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash. The big 4-0, almost like Josh, whose birthday is this week. He's turning the big 3-9, huh? Yeah. I have hemorrhoids from lying in my coffin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wait. It gets worse. <laughs> wait for the bunions, man. Those are those are the best. Do you have popcorn uh, knees yet, Josh? Oh, God. I've had popcorn knees forever. I've had popcorn knees since I was like a teenager. <laughs> I've noticed it more and more lately where I just like I have to squat to play with Zoe and I stand up and it's like a bag of Pringles being stepped on. Yep. It's great. It's the best. Um we're joined today by the legendary fourth beetle, CEO of Global Milk, one Mrs. Don Dorazio. Don, Woo. how you doing? Uh I'm okay. I've had popcorn knees ever since I had surgery on one of the knees, so I, I, I get it. <laughs> well, I mean, this would be a perfect time to kind of let people in on your uh, your years of cage fighting. You know, yeah. do that to your knees. Yeah. No, she like, fights I, Nicolas Cage. All the <laughs> I'm his biggest fan. Like, up. like, I don't I don't want anyone to, to misconstrue that she like gets in cages to fight. No, she fights Nicolas Cage exclusively. Yes. She Nicolas fights Cage. him around and beats the hell out of him. It's like a it's, Pink Panther kind it's, of thing. It's random, too, man. Let me just tell you. It's just random. I'll see him. I run up. I kick his ass. And uh, <laughs> he turns around and round, roundhouses me. And then the fight's done. Because, you know, it's Nicolas Cage. You got to let him win. And from yeah. what I, from what I usually, understand. He's usually started... dressed in plaid, by the way, to look like a, a, a can of uh, shortbread. Because <laughs> yes. it, it makes him feel happy. Yeah, uh, like 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 biting into a piece of shortbread. So, oh, God, you know, you guys know how I have an obsession with uh, Dollar Tree movies lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just keep going because I keep finding new, crazy, random stuff. And I've decided that I need to start to watch some of them instead of having like a mountain of like 180 DVDs in my basement that I'll watch before I die. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to watch like three or four a week. But what I'll do is I'll look at the movie and then I'll see if it's streaming so I don't have to hook up my Blu-ray player because I don't have enough uh, HDMI ports on my TV. I have to unplug like the switch and plug in the Blu-ray player. Man, this isn't that like first world problem, but a pain yeah, it, in the ass. It's such it, a pain in the it ass. It really is. Um, so I'm looking for Vampire's Kiss, which I bought at Dollar Tree. Because <laughs> I, I know it's crazy hot Nicolas Cage garbage. And it's not streaming anywhere. You can watch the trailer. So I was like, son of a bitch. And I, I've just been like watching the other movies that you can find. Most of them are always on T like on Tubi. Yeah. Or like straight to YouTube. <laughs> but <laughs> for whatever reason, Vampire's Kiss is just not available. Um I think it will be because Amazon bought MGM completely. 
I would guess it's just a matter of time before that ends up streaming. It's it's interesting. It's a very interesting film. I have uh, noticed like every streaming service though, like right now, does have like a Nicolas Cage collection. Like it's horror, comedy, Nicolas Cage, sci-fi. Like there's like it's a whole genre of its own. Well, and that's because <laughs> he just he does so many films. Like it's it's also because he defies genre. Yeah. I mean, realistically, like, he does movies in every freaking genre. It doesn't matter. It's like, if it's a movie that they ask him to do, he's like, I'm in. You know, like, I got, I got to pay for another castle or another another dinosaur skull. <laughs> uh, I just, I saw that skull and I thought to myself, uh, I really want to sit inside that skull and eat a can of shortbread and just <laughs> smile at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a. Uh, just fantastic. <laughs> Is there a genre he hasn't done? Not that I'm aware of. We know he's done action, mm-hmm. science fiction, horror, comedy. Has he done a, a kids movie? He's got to have. Yeah, he was, didn't he do, uh, wasn't he the voice for one of the Croods or something like that? Oh, yeah, okay. wait, he's, yeah. One of the, he's one of the he's, Spider-Mans. He's Spider-Man. And, oh, oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But, like, has he been, like, in a Disney Channel original, like, <laughs> you know, like, my dad, the mad scientist, and it's Nicolas Cage goofing <laughs> it up. See, now that you've said that, I want to see him in his own Disney Channel original, like Halloween Town, but it's called Cage Town. And it's just <laughs> Nicolas Cage and all his relatives that are eerily like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> they should just totally do an Eddie Murphy and it's just Nicolas Cage in outfits. Oh. Oh my god. I'm I'm yeah, not sure it even needs to be he even needs to be in outfits. I think it can just like be Nicolas Cage like pretending he's different people. Man, I <laughs> want to see him dwarf style with shoes on his knees <laughs> playing kid Nicolas Cage. I don't know. I've seen pictures of this uh Dracula one that's coming out and he it, it, it kind of is it, he looks a little weird. Oh, I can't like, wait. I, I that like I'm so, so excited for that. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, and I, it was an instant moment of just like, wait, what? Yep. Yes, I need this in my life. I'm taking the day off of work. I'm going to the theater, <laughs> and I'm going to watch Nicolas Cage over-deliver as Dracula. Is there any other way he can do Dracula? No. But I'm, I just, I looked at it and I got Christopher Lee vibes immediately. Oh, yeah. And then I pictured like 40 years from now, somebody's going to cast a 95-year-old Nicolas Cage as Sauron or some sort of like fantasy property. Because he's going to be around mm-hmm. and he'll do it and it'll be just as awesome or, or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> it'll just be crazy. Have you guys seen Prisoners of Ghostland? No. No. Okay. I won't ruin it, but there, he, he's like super cage in that movie. <laughs> like he's just really hamming it up. And there is a, a very particular scene. You'll know it when you see it where he is injured. And it is one of the funniest things I have ever seen the man do. Like I was, I had to rewind it twice. Cause I was cackling so hard. Like, it's just, it's worth your time. It's a weird ass movie. Um, it, it's, it's got Bill Mosley as like the villain. <laughs> so it's, it's strange, but um, man, it, it's pure cage. Yeah. It's good times. Uh, 
Oh, so uh, I, of course, bring up the IMDb page. Here's your Disney movie. He was the in the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's your Disney movie. All right. He's done everything. And 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 National Treasure. National Treasures are Disney movies. Son of a bitch. And family <laughs> friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking, though? He's never done a lesbian prison movie, I don't think. Ooh. <laughs> Caged heat. Yeah, <laughs> cage and cages or something. <laughs> See, I was I was thinking a Netflix original series like Nicholas is the new cage. <laughs> uh, and there's a title. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the Nicholas Cage Hour. Uh, now we've all seen Willy's Wonderland, right? I love Willy's Wonderland. I still have not. I don't know how I haven't. You really should. You really should. That was my son's introduction to Nicolas Cage. And yeah, he was like, I like this guy. I'm like, as well, you should. Good for him. I got like Peggy Sue got married. Like, so he's he's way beat me on the introduction of Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that movie's fantastic. You want a, a fun sort of roundabout? Fact about not uh, what the hell's the movie we just mentioned? Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. So Willie's Wonderland. I was looking into. Remember Soda Toys? Yeah, oh, yeah. Did, yeah. Now playing Street Fighter. They're run by Jerry Malcuso. Jerry Malcuso is an ex special effects guy who ran Soda FX with a guy named Roy Krim. Roy Krim is from Rochester, and he got his start in movies in the movie Slugs, which oh, was filmed. God. Right outside of Rochester. So I'm watching something and I'm like, you know what? These look like he's been known for like really good budget effects. They did most of the Power Rangers monsters and they did all the ICP videos, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I look up Roy Krim and Soda FX and IMDb, just wondering, like, what are they up to? Because I interviewed him uh, when I used to write for I think it was Don't Forget Your Towel or Horror Net, Horror.net as an interview. And the company went belly up, but he still does independent effects. And he did the effects in Willy's Wonderland. So all those all those robots kind of tie back to Soda Toys. But it's Soda FX and Roy Krim. That's still neat. Exactly. But speaking uh, of toys, I wouldn't mind toys of those robots. Oh, I would buy the shit out of those. Yep. All of them. Mm hmm. I like toy robots. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> now we need to see Nicolas Cage play that kid. <laughs> yes. I like turtles. <laughs> I like short bread. <laughs> I, I, I just I, I'm I'm wearing the outfit I am today because uh, uh you know I I saw the green in a shop and I I thought oh I didn't I didn't know they made made green suits with uh yellow yellow vests and I thought man that really looks like a turtle so uh i thought god i i like turtles so uh you know a- after that moment it was just uh deciding to be a turtle for the night because uh yeah they make me smile <laughs> are you guys excited for the unbearable weight i have been waiting for so long yes i, I actually wait. just I will be there opening night I actually, they're, uh, 
the theater that is currently across the street from me that won't be across the street from me in a little over a month uh, is doing one of those uh, sneak preview pass screenings that I just grabbed a pair of passes for. I got the alert and it was like, yes. Nice. So I will be seeing that on my birthday. On the anniversary of the liberation of your mother's womb? Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'll be spending my birthday with Nicolas Cage. (laughs) That's a pretty damn good way to spend your birthday. Yeah, it's the only way to spend your birthday, I think. Yeah. Got Nicolas Cage and the Mandalorian. You're going to be fine. (laughs) And that's right. Um, How's everybody's time off? Well, I was sick. <laughs> so I'm I'm mostly better now, but uh, I'm still coughing a lot. So you'll, you'll see me muting constantly throughout this episode. Yeah, I'm very phlegmy. Yeah. Lots of, uh, as my friend likes to call it, lung butter. Yes, it's disgusting, but yes, very true. <laughs> I, uh, I basically just, uh, I, I actually called off work, which I haven't done since 2018. So that was interesting. Um, oh, yeah, wow. I, I, basically, I finally had the opportunity because usually trying to get someone to cover the overnight is damn near impossible. And I had the opportunity because someone came back from vacation, which freed up our fill in person. And I'm like, so do you want to pick up two days? And she was like, yeah, sure. I'm like, OK, I'm calling in. Um, so, yeah, I basically just stayed home and played Spider-Man on PS4 and, you know, slept constantly. Is your time off? Do you get to cash it out at the end of the year or is it use it or lose it? Oh, it's it's you get you get to save it so, okay. because I'm I'm all PTO. So I'm, I'm in fact, I'm coming up close on the maximum amount we're allowed to save. So I've been trying to get days off here and there. But the problem is we've been so short staffed for so long, I haven't been able to use it. So now we're we're getting to that point where I have to keep going to the boss like, um, I have to use some time. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to have to pay me. So. How's your Don? What's the name of your dog? His name is Poe. Is he? Bar- Can you hear him? Yes. Yep. Uh, let me let me kick him out of this room. I left the room open. What he what it is is he sees the one cat he can't stand, and that's what it is. Hey Poe. I call him yep. Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right back. Poe, as in Dameron, uh, Kung Fu Panda. No, Poe Dameron. Oh, okay. Okay, what were what 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 were we discussing? My so dog. Poe po <laughs> po. as in Kung Fu Panda. Then Josh was like, "No, Poe Dameron." It is. It's Poe Dameron. So you're obviously a big Oscar Isaac's fan. No. What did you think of Moon Knight? I I enjoyed it, but I, I it felt a little slow. Oh. To me, I, I, but I enjoyed it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, same. I really loved it. I actually liked it, Ethan Hawke more than I liked yeah, Oscar Isaacs. Yeah, and I'm hoping that picks up. Like yeah. I'm hoping, yeah, because that that was my same feeling. I, I I was I was more intrigued by what Ethan Hawke was bringing. Which I'll be like, honest, it, it's rare for me, but the, this is the first Marvel series that I have not a single complaint about so far. Like I, episode one, I was hooked. 100 percent on episode one i want to see more moon knight beating monsters off mm-hmm. not like after the fact i think I that was more f marie abraham <laughs> <laughs> well i think the issue with me was is that like all the moon knight was shown in the trailer 
Like, yeah, I already know that yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think that's the problem. Can you still hear my dog, by the way? It's completely fine because the cats chime in constantly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's part well, of the I've show. I shut the door, and what it is is the cat, the one cat is in the room behind me, and he knows that. That's her room, and he spotted her, and that's what it is. And they hate each other. They absolutely hate each other. So, how many cats? There's four cats. Four cats, one dog. Four cats, one dog, and only one cat actually likes the dog. <laughs> what are the names of your cats? What What are the names of my cats? Yeah, I'm I'm genuinely curious. Okay, I don't have uh, any pets. I have a goldfish. There's Riley. He's the right. oldest. He was a stray. Uh, there's Lucy. Now, Lucy is technically named after Lucille Ball, but it's the statue, the creepy, ugly statue of Lucille Ball. <laughs> creepy Lucy there's, statue. Yeah, there's a story behind that. Uh, but let me finish everything else. Lala, I did not name. And then there's Quinn, uh, which is short for Quintet, because at the time, that was cat number five. <laughs> so that that's the name of my cats. But Lucy is named after the statue because I drove two hours to Celeron and put a sign on this creepy Lucy statue. And then Chris Hardwick retweeted it and 30,000 people liked it. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Back when they were trying to get the, the, the statue out of there and, and at midnight, the show at midnight was trying to get it. At the Comedy Hall of Fame in Jamestown there? Yeah. In her little, James... the, the park that's nearby. I've never yeah. been to the Comedy Hall of Fame. I don't even think that was around at the time yet. The only thing of note in Jamestown, and even that's a stretch. Not Jamestown. Um, yeah, Jamestown Lakewood. I work out there. I hate it. Um. Yes, I, my wife isn't a big fan of four-legged furry friends, so we have two fish named Chocolate Cat and Vanilla Cat because they were named by a three-year-old. <laughs> um, Why, those are perfect names. They are. They're pretty cool. Um, you know, they do tricks. One of them lives in a skull like a supervillain, and the other one is just kind of a dumb goldfish that likes to float around on the top on his back, and we think he's dead. And he flips back over and he's like, ha ha, fuck you, human. And then he <laughs> swims back around again. Uh, show and tell time, guys. Oh, what you much. get? Josh, you get any birthday presents yet? Yes. Would you buy? Yes, I did actually earlier. Uh, well, uh, I did my birthday splurge yesterday where I normally would not have... Uh, grabbed three transformers at once mm -hmm. but i totally had a moment of eh, fuck it and i got uh skids kickback and drag strip had a blank moment uh it's been you know, a long i got day. to look at drag strip finally today he is really cool looking yeah I you really know i him. because uh because we all got transformers this week i'm just going to talk about skids okay uh and i'll let let you guys talk about the other ones i didn't get a transformer uh, this week well, well you need why to go not? out and buy one <laughs> uh man i skids was like aside from prime rc which i i just have no personal interest in it doesn't really look bad now that i've seen a few reviews for it um, I might buy it later as Elita One, 
because I'm sure it's that's what they're going to do. Uh, I'm sure I think I think she's either in wave two or three. So I'm I'm almost positive it's just going to be a retool of this RC. Yeah. Uh, and in that case, I will get the mold. Uh, but for Prime RC, meh, I have Prime RC from the Prime series. Uh, but Skids is uh, was lowest on my list. And man, I like him a lot. He very much like uh, Brawn and Ratchet. He turns into a fairly tiny car. Uh, and it's a nice looking little car. He comes with three weapons, which is impressive for a deluxe. Like, I'm really impressed with the amount of weapons they all come with. Um, his transformation is pretty dang smooth. Uh, and Mike, you were saying, I know you're saying you don't like the shoulders on. Um... Oh, Rat Trap. Thank you. Like, sorry, long day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. Um, it's it's because they're attached from the back, correct? Yeah. Yeah, his are not attached from the back. They are attached, like, directly to the main body. Oh, they, okay. are, they are a little weird with the way they move, but they're not bad by okay. any means. Uh, they've got a really good range of motion. Uh, in general, he's really got a great range of motion. Everything locks together really well. Almost everything other than his robot face is uh, kind of hidden in car mode by some fold down leg panels. So not only is it a compact car, but he doesn't have a bunch of robot stuff sticking out of the bottom. Nice. Which uh, is the same for uh, one of the things I really like about drag strip as well is how clean he is in both modes. Yeah, I'll agree there. Um, Skids isn't as clean, but he doesn't need to be. He's very true to G1 animation, mm -hmm. uh, which is the, the only thing I'll say about kickback is I know I expressed that I liked him. I didn't love him. I still don't love him, but he's growing on me more partially because he is looking at the other versions of kickback that have been released in the past. And even the ones that I own, this one in robot mode is very animation accurate. And I do really like that. Yeah, I uh, do feel like he's too big, but that's that's my only real complaint with kickback. That's all I'll say about that. And the other other noteworthy thing that I got. Is uh, earlier today, I got in another of my wonderful cube robots from 52 toys. Uh, I somehow have fucking five of these things. <laughs> But uh, I got the one that is named Rusty Piece. He's an anglerfish, and he's very... He kind of fits right in with the Mectorians. Like, he has all those same, like, maroon, copper, green colors. Mm -hmm. With uh, lots of silver highlights. So he, he almost looks like a steampunk anglerfish. He is by far one of the most complex cube bots i've got but i i really think he's my favorite just again for like how unexpectedly clean both modes are so ruth isn't around is she she is not 
you know, I was going to ask her if that's what she named her penis, Rusty Peace, but uh, <laughs> never mind. I, I was going to say that Rusty Peace sounded like a filthy sexual maneuver. Oh, that too, that too. I, I'm, I'm picturing like Return to Oz TikTok jokes, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that was lazy. Uh, <laughs> no, she'd she'd chime in and she'd be like, "No, I call it tiny," because she's. <laughs> Because that's just Ruth. <laughs> she would not not shy away from taking a shot at my penis. I call it Gorgo the Merciless. <laughs> I named his penis Deathstalker. Uh, Anyways. Uh, I, call it, I, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. That's what I call it. I don't need Don, to know the names of your penises, guys. Don calls it shut the fuck up. <laughs> I have not named my vagina. I don't need to know what your penises are named. Listen, <laughs> I know that is a lie because I know your vagina is named Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm is glad- my penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to go with TARDIS because it was bigger on the inside. <laughs> 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 but, but you know what? Nicholas Cage works too. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm just down here. I'm, I'm a vagina and I like cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I like shortbread. I really like shortbread vaginas. Like, uh. <laughs> uh, uh anyway. So, how are we going to wrap uh, Nicolas Cage into He Man or, or uh, G.I. Joe talk? Come on, because you know it's going to happen. Oh, it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> They haven't cast Skeletor yet in the new uh, Masters Universe movie, so you know where my money's going. <laughs> yes. Actually, yes, I really, I, I really want the power. You know. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> all kidding aside, he would be a really fun Skeletor. <laughs> I, uh, thanks, man. I, I, I I'm gonna going need forward. you. You know, there was a time where, like, sort of around like Ghost Rider. When he was like moving away from Con Air, and he was sort of just he wasn't the Nicolas Cage we know and love. If you said Nicolas Cage was going to be in Masters Universe, I would pull my hair out. See now, but then like he made Wicker Man. Oh, the bees! And I got it. But here's the thing, and I remember uh, Josh. I remember having this conversation with you. I think we can all agree that the first Ghost Rider movie is just trash, but. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, it goes so far in the other direction that it becomes it, it it pulls a full Evil Dead, where it goes so weird that it becomes awesome. It it really it's comedy gold. It really is. Like it's it's highly enjoyable. <laughs> he just he goes all out insane in that movie, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Him riding and laughing. And just screaming as his face is <laughs> He's knocking at the door. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. Oh, man. And, and I mean, production-wise, it feels like a full moon movie. So I, I'm there for it. I love it. But yes, Rusty Penis is the... Uh, I mean, Rusty Penis is the last uh, toy that I got. Um, Don, any Funko Pops? Out in your adventures. Um, let's see. Wait, was there? 
I am. I don't think so. Oh, wait, yes. Uh, because I was at Five Below and found those miniature uh, bobbleheads that Funko makes. Uh, they had, like, yeah. the Office ones. I got the Mandalorian ones, of course. So I've got both versions of Mando and uh, one of Grogu and then the IG-11. So I did pick up those. Um, I did pick up the Ash Williams Toonie Terrors uh, nice. figure. Because uh, I was just walking through this section in Walmart, and there it was. Uh, package is damaged, but who cares? Uh, actually, actually, thanks to Josh, I, I got the Herbert West one, too, because I was spending a lot of time looking for that one. <laughs> and he found it for me. Uh, yeah! Yeah! yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I know there's got to be something else. I just can't think of it. Um I bought bananas. Did you buy bananas? I bought bananas. How convenient. I really did. I bought grapes and then I put them in the fridge and went, I will never see you again. (laughs) (laughs) Go goodbye, grapes. Isn't that the worst? You bring home new groceries and you just open up the refrigerator and throw out the groceries you bought last (laughs) week that didn't eat. Yeah. Uh it's like, oh, I don't need help for this week. Out? What, rotten food? I mean, I just sort of bag it up and leave it in there and hope it disappears. <laughs> I sometimes sometimes it there's... disappears, but I hear faint yelling in the background. Yeah. I don't know what that's about, but it disappears. I uh, live with an idiot that likes to... Um, eat food in the middle of the night like breakfast foods and doesn't pay attention to things like expiration dates and then kind of wakes up with an upset stomach. Um, it's not me, but they're pretty handsome. Um, <laughs> so I kind of have to make sure that like expired food and meats get thrown away on a timely basis or this person might wake up in the middle of the night and like eat a cucumber that's been in the refrigerator for four weeks and get like violently ill. Uh, it happens. Well, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't think of anything else. I probably have purchased something else since the last time, but I can't think of it right now. What's your Walmart, Don? Do you go to North Tonawanda or do you go to Niagara Falls? Uh, unfortunately, it's the one of the falls. I'm so uh, sorry. I know, but it's the closer one to me. So that's why I go to that one. I, I, when, I, when I do go to the one of the in Tatawanda, it's it's an adventure for me. Like, oh no, I'm going to this one. But usually, because I'm always at Sam's Club as well, so usually I just go to the one in the falls because it's got the Sam's Club next to it. You, you for, know the, oh, good. I was going to say for those who don't know geography, Dawn lives on Grand Island, which is a leper colony in western New York. It's a pork chop <laughs> in the middle of the Niagara River. Yeah, and she's kind of. In between two Walmarts, one is notorious for being a hive of scum and villainy, and the other one's just sort of a run-of-the-mill Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually prefer the one out in Chictawaga. Good old Chick to Vegas. Yep. And I was there today. No. I don't like any of your Walmarts. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know what? Wait, I like be, to drive out to Albion. That one's a nice one. Not to be outdone here, 
I used to prefer the East Ben White Walmart, but they recently did a complete remodel and it hasn't been very great anymore. So I'm not crazy about that one. Uh, and the one that I usually like is South Park Meadows, but that one has been overstocked with stuff since Christmas. Uh, and it's all old stuff, so you know, whatever. I guess I'll, I guess I'll just hit my, uh, my Mopac Walmart. I mean, there but is that soon. awesome one in Erie, Josh, that you and me went to. Yeah, that is an awesome Walmart. That was a, that was an awesome Walmart. <laughs> I like Erie, Pennsylvania, in general. It's and there are all place. the really, really weird Walmarts that uh, Mike and I used to hit. Yes, indeed. Well, I was going to say, Josh, I know you can back me up on this. There is a strange thing that happens between the Tonawanda Walmart and the Niagara Falls Walmart. They swap which one's the better Walmart on a very regular basis. Oh, they do. It's very strange because, like, the Niagara Falls Walmart will just be total trash with absolutely nothing good. And the Tonawanda one will have, like, great sales. It'll be fully stocked. Like, whatever toy you're looking for, you can find. Then all of a sudden, they have nothing. And the Niagara Falls Walmart is fully stocked with great clearance. And it's like, what happened? It switches back and forth. When we used to go toy hunting, and like, on a weekly basis, it would be like, all right, which which week is it? Is it Tonawanda Walmart? Is it Niagara Falls? Which one is the good one now? <laughs> and it was crazy because every time that one sucked, the other one was awesome. It, Every it's time. true. <laughs> I wish that were the case here because I, I have three immediate Walmarts close to me that I can choose from. But uh, soon, soon that will all change. Soon I will be in slightly different hunting ground. All new prey. <laughs> although <laughs> they won't know what hit them. Although I do have a very, very special place for the Walmart that I will be uh, closest to. Not only is it the first Walmart I ever did toy hunting in in Austin uh, when I just came down here to visit because it was close to where I was staying. But it's also the Walmart that I found the TMNT 2012 Muckman at by total chance. Ah. Uh, so it definitely... I've I've had some luck at the Walmart that I will be close to in the past enough so that I'm like, hmm, I'm not by a bad Walmart. That could that opinion could totally change when I have to go there regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, would you get anything fun? Oh, too much. Um, well, like Josh said, I also got kickback and uh, drag strip. Um, I also got bulkhead, which uh, the last time we recorded, I hadn't found yet. Really like Bulkhead. I, I was really impressed with him. I will agree with Josh that some of the transformations seem a little bit fiddly, but overall not bad at all. Um, the waist is a little overcomplicated, but uh, Drag Strip is fantastic. I, I think so far he's he's probably my favorite of the legacy guys that I've got. Um, like Josh said, nice clean transformation, clean in both modes. Um, I didn't know about his secret split in half feature that Josh showed me, so that was kind of cool. And um, Kickback, like, I, I think I'm odd man out here because I really like Kickback. I think it's because the robot mode. Like, I really enjoy his robot mode. The freaking Insecticon grasshopper mode, I'm like, eh, whatever, it's basic. Um, but a lot of the weird, like, animal transformers, usually the transformation seems off to me anyway. So it just, it doesn't doesn't really matter to me. But I, I love the robot mode. Um 
Then I got a couple of those Million Warrior uh, packs. I got I ended up getting three packs, uh, the one with the catapult and then two of the regular ones. And I had initially thought I got shortchanged. I thought I only had 19. I went back and looked through the package and there was one that had fallen into the box. <laughs> so I found my my missing Million Warrior. But yeah, those are highly addictive. And I, I don't want to go back to Walmart because I know I will buy more. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're so damn cheap they so, are and they're really fun i bought a set today and i finally figured out the codes oh you have to open them and they're stamped on the paper packages ah so it's completely useless well that's um, fun i bought a pack today and i got all doubles Oof. and i hate that but then i earlier in the week i bought um a catapult pack and i all new stuff so say so one of these no. days we'll have to just compare doubles and see if we can swap. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have a time. We'll just give them all to Don. There we go. Yeah, I'll take them. I don't, uh, I, have, I, I, I don't get any toys anymore. I have the distinct <laughs> feeling that certain mold types are only available in the catapult packs. I do, too. Because there are certain ones that I have only seen in those catapult packs so far. Yeah. The catapult packs I've seen all have one of three guys in the front. So I don't know if they're all prepackaged certain ways. I think like one comes with one catapult, one comes with another, but there's always like three to pick from, uh, from the one guy that they show you. And then you get the big hullabaloo on the inside and the catapult was fun for about a minute. But, um, <laughs> I've been having more fun playing with my cat with it. I keep putting his cat he, toys in it and shooting them across the room. <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> Rufus goes nuts for it. Um, but yeah, I, I will definitely be getting more million warriors. I have a feeling these are going to end up being my work toys. I'm going to bring them to work and hide them in my locker. But, um, I also got, speaking of work, uh, one of my, my friends at work surprised me with the NECA fugitoid. So, I really like that figure. This, Like we've said before on this show, when NECA gets it right, they really get it right. And yeah, they really got it right with this guy. He's fantastic. It really makes me want more of the uh, Mirage and now the Archie comic turtles because I hope that they're this quality because it's, it's fantastic. And I know, Josh, you already talked a lot about it, so I, I don't want to you know, repeat what you said, but basically, yeah, surprisingly, there's no paint rubbing when with the, the, the shackles that he has, the, the bendy limbs work perfectly. Like it's, it's impressive. Necker really killed it with this one. I'm still impressed by him. Yeah. I, I really like him. See, I'm, I'm also torn because I like the way he looks in the box. So I keep taking him out, but then putting him back in and setting him up on my shelf. Um, I also, he also gave me a, uh, a holothon bag. Uh, which was fun because it just had a bunch of random little thingies in it. Like it had a creep show magnet and there's like a Coraline sticker and a Bob Ross uh, coaster. Oh, I thought <laughs> it was like, just a, like a plain empty bag. I didn't realize it came with stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just got like a handful of like weird little, you know, uh, like almost like convention stuff, like convention swag. But yeah, the creep show uh, magnet I really liked. I, I threw that on my fridge immediately. I'm wondering if your friend uh, bought it online. Because yes. all on, I was going to say all online orders have been including that holothon bag. Ah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because that's, uh, yeah, that's where they got it. So, because um, long story short, they ended up ordering it and uh, kind of screwed up and got two. 
<laughs> oh. like, they were like, well, Mike would love this. <laughs> so they surprised me with it. But um, then the last two things I got, uh, I got the uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, the animated one, Manny Faces, which I know, Mike, you talked about it before. He's just so much fun. He's like that's such a one great of my figure. favorites. I, I think that probably is my favorite of the the new toys. Yeah. Um but he's just he's fun to switch his faces back and forth. It's very it, smooth. It's like even smoother than the original. Yeah. It, it's yeah, I love it. And plus the, the fact that he's so top heavy, he's just with that little like uh, power punch feature that they have where you can kind of fling back and forth as well as from side to side. It's really fun to have him headbutt things. <laughs> Man, so I want more episodes of that. Oh, oh definitely. And then uh, the last uh, the last thing I got was another uh, Masters of the Universe figure. It was the Origins Palace Guard. I had pre-ordered that forever ago and had it in my pile of loot on uh, Big Bad Toy Store. And there was like nothing coming out anytime soon that I wanted. And I saw something that I grabbed for my wife's birthday that I'm not going to say because she's with an earshot. Um, and I was just like, you know what? Put it in the pile of loot, buy both. So finally got my palace guard. And he's he's really fun. It's the same problem, though, that I had with uh, with man at arms, where the armor looks fantastic. And then you and it move falls his, right off. Yeah. You move his limbs and they start falling off. Yeah. <laughs> I weirdly haven't had that issue. Oh, it drives me nuts. Like every time I, I pose him like the it's it's the um, the uh, the forearm gauntlets, like when they, they just slide right off. I have to keep tightening them. You know what? When I was a kid, his armor came off. I just kept the chest piece on. Yeah, same. Everything else was just in a box or I lost it. So um, I will be quick because Josh is on a deadline. But you can leave whenever you want, Josh, because we have newer, better Josh. And his what? name is Don. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, I got a lot of Mattel stuff, so I pre-ordered the newest wave of Masters of the Universe, and I got Clawful, the Horror Trooper, and Anti-Attorney He-Man. As cool as the Horror Trooper is, I really love Clawful, because I loved him as a kid, and he's the exact same figure, with more articulation. He still has the goofy claw, he's got the giant eyebrows. I just love pinching things with his stupid claw hand. The Horror Trooper's awesome, too. But mine, you know, they have, like, the pearlized plastic in the chest. Mm -hmm. Mine has a crack all the way through that where the two pearlized points met. So it's just, like, two colors meeting, and it looks like there's a crack, but there isn't. And it drives me nuts, so I have to buy another one. Because it's very visible. It It's so stupid, but the my OCD sees it, and I just get crazy about it. Um, from, from what I've been hearing, a lot of heads have that issue. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, it doesn't bother me at all. Personally. I kind of like that. They did the, uh, the silver pearlized metallic, uh, and, and let's all, let's all have a giggle real quick because I totally, not that I forgot that I got them, but the reason I didn't mention them was because my brain had compartmentalized them to last week. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, no, I got them last week. Um, I got the Honky Tonk Man from the new Walmart exclusive WWE Superstars, which uses that He-Man body. And he's amazing because it's just Elvis as He-Man. 
That's and awesome. I, he has his guitar, but I gave the guitar to the horror trooper and I gave the staff to the honky tonk man. So it's his microphone and his backup guitarist is the horror trooper. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I keep doing like, might as well face it. You're addicted to love. And I, I, I wish I had a bunch of horror troopers to have them sing together. Uh, it makes no sense. <laughs> but it cracks me up. Um, That's yeah, got, really funny to think about. I got a bunch of the Million Warriors. I finally got the one I wanted, which is Eyeball, who has just an eyeball for a head. But I'm slowly getting all the body types. There's like one that's got four arms, one has a big head. There's one that's like a space suit. They're all they're cool for four bucks. I mean, you can't complain. Uh, it's sort of like an impulse item that I keep buying when I shouldn't be. Um, there's probably a lot more that I'm forgetting. I picked up the Panther Alien of the Night Cougar Alien today at Walmart for the Kenner Homage NECA Alien stuff um, because they're drastically cheaper than everywhere else. For whatever reason, Walmart hasn't adjusted their prices yet. So they're like 40 bucks on Big Bad Toy Store, but they're still 30 at Walmart. So I saw him and picked him up to save myself $20. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. If I see those in Walmart, I'll grab them. Did, did you open them? Or I'm just curious about how they are. Cause I really like the, the Kenner uh, version of the aliens. They look awesome. I think the Panther alien looks better than the night cougar. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to remember if you want another version that was painted three times. In the yeah. vintage line. So it was in the two pack where it's all black and silver. Um, so it's kind of like your preference, like which one you had as a kid. It's not exact one for one because they always kind of have some creative license with it. Yeah. It's feet in particular are a little different. It's essentially it's the dog alien body with some tweaks. OK, so um, I mean, I, I missed a few of the Kenner ones, but the ones I have, I really like. It's not as cool as like the Mantis. Yeah, I love that or the snake, which I think are the two standouts. Yep. Um, <laughs> the gorilla alien, I'm also huge Yeah, and the, the gorilla, they're all pretty damn cool. Um, but it's just because I have everything else, I just picked it up because I'm a completionist with those. But um, they're pretty cool. It's just the price point. You open it up, yeah. and it's a smaller alien figure, and you're like, I don't know if this is of value considering that they're repainting or reusing a lot of parts. But we'll get to that in the news. Um, so, guys, hear me out. I have a daughter. I love to play with her. I'm a very hands-on dad. So if she wants to play games, she wants to do arts and crafts. If I'm available, I'll stop what I'm doing and I play with her. As you hear on the podcast constantly, when she like kicks the door open and asks me for like zip ties and hydraulic acid, things like that. <laughs> um, Are we sure she wants to play and she's just not tying somebody up? Well, don't I mean, cross her. You know, she takes playing. care of business. By the way, did she dissolve that hitchhiker? Yeah, you know, uh, we had to make sure we had the right container. We made the Breaking Bad mistake of putting it in the bathtub. Mm, you got to have a yeah. plastic barrel. Yep. Uh, so we went to Harbor Freight. We got everything we needed. And uh, old Shoeless Joe never existed. That's all I'm Who? saying. Who? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Steal pop cans out of my garbage. Ha! <laughs> um, That's my five cents, bitch. <laughs> We were playing with Barbies, and I kind of wrap my head around most of her toys. I don't get Barbies. I asked her, I was like, well, what does she do? She does Barbie stuff. Who, who does she fight? Barbie doesn't fight. 
Well, who's her arch nemesis? Is is there like, does she have a a Barbie that turns into a gun, or that has knives on her arms, or like what? What? I can't wrap my head around it. I need some sort of good and bad, a battle. You know, I need Shredder and Megatron. If you like, want to get you start Barbie with a skull for a head. If These you want to get tech questions. If you want to get technical, the arch nemesis of Barbie is Bratz. True. <laughs> I thought it was Jim and the holograms. The arch yeah. nemesis of Barbie is calories. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I would argue that Barbie is the arch nemesis of Gem and the holograms. They're the good guys. That's true. No, 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 no. God, sorry. The, we're, the misfits we're all wrong. are the hero of that show. Yes. We're all wrong here, guys. Barbie's greatest enemy is math. That's right. <laughs> Barbie went to the school for children who don't read so good. <laughs> but. So, look, I. I took my money that, you know, normally I would pay Josh to, like, make me Dawn of the Dead action figures. And I said, you know what? Let's make a line of Barbies that dads can relate to so they can play with their daughters. And we came up with Darby, Barbie's much cooler cousin of No Relation So Don't Sue Us. That does things like she's a deadly hand-to-hand combatant. Do not fuck with Darby. She'll kill a bitch. She robs (laughs) banks. She has an arch nemesis. She has 2,000 points of articulation. She's an amateur surgeon. So you can have, like, you know, Civil War surgery, Darby. God, that sounds fun. Isn't that just, like, you want a daughter then? You would go to the store and you'd see, like, Darby with, like, bloody surgical scrubs. And you'd be like, I totally need to buy this. Barbie punching her fist through another Barbie's head. Wouldn't you want that? Yes. Absolutely. So, uh, sit back, relax, listen to a commercial for these new Darby toys that are going to be available at Kmart's across the country. And we'll be right back. Hey, dads. Are you confused how to play Barbies with your daughter? Are you asking yourself questions like, where are her ninja weapons? And does she turn into a robot? Well, don't worry. We've got the solution for you. Introducing... Darby. Darby is the more action-oriented, dumbed-down version for dads everywhere. That's right, Darby. She's less Barbie and more action. And she has a nemesis that's half-skeleton, so you can wrap your head around just how to play with her. You're welcome, dads. Available at Kmart's everywhere. By the power of Malibu, I have the power! Okay, we're back. You guys ready for the news? Of course. I'm always ready for news! Despite being gone for two weeks, there's really not a lot to talk about. Um, I like turtles. I like turtles, too. I like shortbread. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so when I when I bite into it, it makes me smile. NECA on April Fools released some news, which don't do that on April Fools because nobody believes it. But uh they are making Fireteam Elite aliens. 
the Runner and the Prowler, to be specific, that use the Panther alien body, also known as the Dog alien body. Um, take it for what it's worth. It's 40 bucks. It's the same toy with a different head. If you're a completist like me, you'll buy it like an idiot. Um, everybody else, if you're a fan of the game, which the videos make it seem cool. I don't know, Mike, have you played it? Mm-mm. Not at all. You walk around the gun, you shoot stuff, you shoot aliens, yippee. Um, those are coming out. I won't even bother describing it. It's on all fours. It's got a spiky head. It's an alien. Be afraid. Give NECA your money. <laughs> uh, Marvel Legends has shown off two new Moon Knight figures in Moon Knight and Mr. Knight. So Moon Knight in a suit and Moon Knight in his traditional Moon Knighty garbs. I really like that suit body. It's very cool. Uh, Hasbro revealed the VHS tape style animated Jean Grey figure, and it looks really, really weird. Uh, Hasbro. But so does Jean Grey. Yeah. Hasbro removed the robot hand from the upcoming Ragnarok figure. Ragnarok is evil robot Thor, created by Tony Stark, and he is in the Civil War storyline. He kills Black Goliath. Uh, Hasbro originally showed off the pre-order. There was a Terminator-style torn skin robot hand. That is gone now. Uh, There are new retro collection figures coming out in Thing, Thor, Green Goblin, and Black Widow. Black Widow comes with a reused G.I. Joe gun with a grappling hook. Uh, There's upcoming He-Man-style WWE, WWF, whatever guys. In Papa Shango, The Million Dollar Man, Mankind, and The Undertaker. Everybody knows The Undertaker as Don DeRazio's favorite wrestler. Isn't it funny that Don's on the show and we still have to sneak around in little references? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that bitch cares so much. She has a fragile ego. Uh, <laughs> they're also making a retro-style Jimmy Hart figure that you can buy in a four-pack if you like Jimmy Hart. I always thought he was a hilarious wrestling character. Super 7 on April Fool's showed off Public service announcement, G.I. Joe's in Roadblock and Junkyard and Mutt. Josh, I know you're a huge fan of these, but it's Body Massage and I am a robot. Uh, I'm so excited for that. There's also like some pins and some T-shirts, I think. Yeah, I want that Body Massage pin. (laughs) Uh, The fact that Hasbro was cool with this is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, because essentially you're turning Roadblock into a, a kitty diddler <laughs> and <laughs> making merchandise out of it, which is a little weird. They showed off three new worst reaction figures in X1, 2, and 3. They're all pretty cool. Uh, evil robots with X themes on them, and they're black and orange. Or blue and orange, Josh? Help me out here. Blue and orange? Uh, kind of gun metal gray with blue hints to it. Yeah. Uh, um, from what I under, I could be wrong, but if you look at the story associated with the, the character, uh, because one of them is, uh, essentially a re-release of, uh, the ex assassin from the first wave of the worst X one, the unknown. Um, it looks like these are all essentially the same robot in different eras through upgrades. Oh, that's cool. Uh, because they described it as an X-Series assassin 
that consistently rebuilds itself and perfects itself through the ages. Whatever. I think they're awesome. Uh, I uh, love their repaints. I just bought a Glovidar 2-pack of Biker Werewolf and uh, Batula, I think, from them. I love this series in general. They're cool. Exposed brains. I, I don't know what else you want. Uh, there are also another wave of reaction transformers in Prowl. Dinosaur Grimlock, Arcee, and Reflector. Uh, I think Grimlock is pretty sweet. There are leaks for Transformers Rise of the Beasts in Optimus Primal, Off-Road Bumblebee, and Optimus Primal comes with Tigertron as some sort of, like, Minicon gimmick. These are for kids. But there's also teases in listings of Rhinox and Cheetor. I'm assuming they're in the movie. I don't know. We'll see. Um, People have been reviewing Clayface from McFarlane, and surprise, surprise, he sucks. Um, apparently he's hollow plastic and the joints are very loose, like to the point where his arms and legs will pop off. So if you're thinking about getting Clayface, it looks like a giant piece of shit. He literally is a piece of shit. Don't waste your money on him. Plus, uh, I have also been hearing reports that the, uh, Titan Joker is, uh, essentially cracking, uh, the joints are cracking upon movement. Great. Uh, curse upon you, Todd McFarlane. A death curse. I'm aloinking him via the podcast. Take that, you son of a bitch. Call us serial killers. That's my daughter. Um, and lastly, people have been getting their hands on the new Sunman figure, and he looks ridiculously cool. Uh, there are some comparison videos uh, where somebody has the original Sunman, and it's ridiculous how close he looks like one for one so if you're a fan of sunman the super obscure bootleg he-man guy from the early 90s you can get the new one from mattel it comes out in about a month that's it for the news what did i miss josh anything transformers wise there uh this is some pretty big news that has been going around uh this year PowerCon, as of right now, will not be having any Masters of the Universe exclusive from Mattel. Oh, wow. Uh, If there is any sort of exclusive, it will be available directly through Mattel and not not associated with the con directly. I am 100% fine with this, considering how difficult that last set of exclusives was. Yeah. Uh, Essentially... Well, Mattel is still giving the con their blessing, and there's really no bad blood between them. Uh, Mattel is based pulling back participation from the con. That's fine. You know, if they want to do something like, hey, you can get this weapon set in exclusive colors or something, I think that's more appropriate. Yeah. Uh, or let's Super it's, 7 give them I cool mean, stuff. if somebody, you know, still worked for the company, they probably have an answer for you, but... <laughs> Don? Yeah. <laughs> so we know somebody that used to work for the company. What? What? Um we'll call her Petunia. Okay. So that sounds like a nice name. You're you're friends with this Petunia lady. I knew Petunia. Uh, um lovely, lovely woman. Hilarious. So I have a friend who has moved back to the area 
from down south. And he applied to the store that's out there in yep. Aurora, the Fisher Price store, mm-hmm. for well. a lead store associate, senior store associate mm-hmm. position. And he has it in his mind that he is going to be making $70,000 a year. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, (laughs) He sent me a text and I was like, "Uh, that's kind of a big ask. I'm thinking they probably offer you like 15 to 18 an hour. And he was like, nah, I'm not going to take it. I need at least 70. And I was like, yeah, good good luck. (laughs) I hope I'm proven wrong. To be honest, I think they've been trying to fill that position forever. It's essentially you're just the full-time person working there, right? Pretty much. Yeah. You run the cash register. There is no manager because you're the only employee. Um, they Well, when I was out there, I should say there was usually like at least three people working. Um, but who knows? Because I haven't been out there in like a year. So I have no idea. Let me just say, working for the company, it was a horrible idea to have a toy store attached to the building where I could just walk in and be like, I want that. I want that. I want that. <laughs> I stop in about quarterly just to see if there's like something new because they get random odd kind of cool stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just a retail job. I, I, I don't think he's going to be, you know retiring <laughs> i don't even think i don't even think anybody works in the building anymore uh that's behind it to it's be just honest empty. i think so because our our my offices uh my office i should say or cubicle or whatever desk uh was in not the building directly behind it but like behind that but they're all attached like every you could get to every building uh through a walkway there but uh i don't even think anybody's even behind in those i think it's just in the main building now and that's it yeah i don't even think the cafeteria is open anymore but who knows it said <laughs> uh fisher price kind of used to be like the backbone of aurora and now it's just like a shell of its former self because mattel reasons i guess i don't know it said i don't speak for the brand or the company but that i used to work for them so i got a few things but you know the same thing that happens everywhere cutbacks let's push jobs overseas let's move them somewhere else fuck you employees you know it's pretty much i'm not saying i'm not saying i didn't enjoy the people i worked with but they made some changes and it went downhill after that (laughs) that's too bad Mm -hmm. so moving on yeah let's uh (laughs) Let's talk about more positive things like Nicolas Cage and Darby. I don't know about you guys. Is Nicolas I, Cage starring in the Darby movie? You know, Darby. God, I hope so. <laughs> Darby needs an arch nemesis. Should it be Nicolas Cage? Or is Nicolas Cage like a Gandalf type of character that just shows up and saves the day? Like Darby's like. Um, I think he should be both. Ooh, like a Highlander situation. (laughs) Aren't they remaking Highlander? Probably. With with Darby and Nicolas Cage. If Nicolas Cage is playing the Kurgan, I am so there. 
There can only be one. Josh, can you just do it in Nicholas Cage voice once? There can only be one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay, I'm good. I'm sorry. I just feel like feel like my skull is Barbie. He's like a confused Elvis Presley. I, I just, uh, you, uh, you know, you know who I really like? I really like that egg head from, from the old Batman 66 series. Used to be played by Vincent Price. Uh, I like egg head. He's a, he's a good villain. I think I could make a good egg head uh, <laughs> if, if they let me uh, play egg head in the new series. Uh, I think I could make a truly terrifying yeah, egg head. He would be a good egg head. He, he is he is lobbying to be Egghead in the uh, oh. Robert Pattinson sequel. Oh, that's awesome. Which is the only way I will go to see another yeah. Robert Pattinson Batman movie. I still have to watch <laughs> this one. Not that I have anything against Robert Pattinson being Batman. I just, I've had enough Batman. I'm sorry. That's literally what it is. I've had enough Batman. I'm very excited to watch it, but I did not want to sit for that long in the theater. So I'm just waiting for HBO. So have we all seen the cut footage with the Joker? I have not. I um, pur- I purposely avoided it. I think it. I have. Um, Mike, do you want me to not talk about it because it could be spoilery? Nah, I don't care. He's in Arkham Asylum and Batman goes to talk to him. And he's behind some obscured glass. And originally you get this perception that he has a castle freak thing going on. Where, like, a big chunk of his face is missing and he's got exposed teeth. And, like, that's the look they're going with. I got excited. So I was like, that's kind of a cool new take on the Joker. Because they always seem to be aping each other constantly. Where it's like, we're sort of Heath Ledger. We're sort of this. We're sort of, like, they don't do anything original with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they kind of show him and he's just Heath Ledger. In the look, anyways. Um, so I wasn't excited at all. I like the performance, but I was just like, eh, there's nothing new here. He's just messed up mouth and he's laughing, which to me, it's just like, come on, that's the best you could do. Like, you got to change him each time or it's just like, I'm the guy with the leather fetish and I fight crime <laughs> over and over and over. And there's nothing new and it gets boring, at least to me. Um, anyways, uh, let's talk about Darby. I can't wait to have a scenario with my daughter where there is a criminal who has been shot and the only person they could take it to is Darby, the veterinarian that also does surgeries out the back room because that's such a great cliche. (laughs) And you don't know if she's going to pull the bullet out or if you're going to wake up and your kidney's missing. That's the kind of stuff I played when I was a kid. Not like let's go in a pink car and drive around Malibu. So... Listen to this commercial. We'll be right back. And uh, like I said, any Kmart, they're stocking the shelves. They bought tons of them. It's going to keep this podcast going for years. I'm super excited. So we'll be right back. Do little girls confuse you? Where do they come from? What do they eat? Why do they talk so much? And most importantly, how do you play with them? That's right. We've got the solution for you. It's Darby. Introducing new Amateur Surgeon Darby. For all those times you wanted to show your daughter all the fun and adventure 
of pulling a bullet out of a man's leg. Or removing somebody's face with your bare hands. That's right, amateur surgeon Barbie, get it this Christmas at Kmart's Everywhere. There's no lollipops where you're going, because my diagnosis is death. All I know for sure is I want the Darby that comes with the, like, backroom surgery kit where you wake up in a bathtub full of ice in the motel next door. Yeah, that's... I mean, yeah. Yeah. What, what you wake it, up and you realize the Darby wasn't even a real name. And the vet next door <laughs> is closed down. And suddenly you find out you've got a pound of cocaine stitched in where your kidney is supposed to be and the mafia is after you. It's a whole that, play set idea. That oh, there Darby. is a fun play pattern. You know, because <laughs> kids love incorporating water, ice, you know, color change blood. features, real blood. <laughs> <laughs> they like sewing. They like crafts. My daughter loves arts and crafts. And she loves amateur surgery. Right, so, so right there, <laughs> you practice on stitching. Right there with your Darby dolls. Yes. It's great. And this is something that, like, I can play with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And we just need to establish Darby's arch nemesis, which it'll come, you know. Anyways, <laughs> it's, it's, it's got to happen. It's got to be like, because Darby's obviously not from Malibu like Barbie. She's probably like from like East L.A. Yeah. You know, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so, you know, maybe it's like an ICE officer. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like or just it's somebody. Yeah. It, it feels like like somebody who got fired because of Darby, like maybe. Darby had another career at one point and they got caught like a politician. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Darby I'm going thought Robo-Cop she was out. now in my head, I think, because I'm thinking it needs to be some high profile politician. Darby thought she was out. She thought she was done killing people for money. But you know what? You're never out for real. Man, I can't wait for the playset with uh, Darby and that guy that Darby shoots in the dick. (laughs) (laughs) I love. Was it College Humor? I think where they just had Robocop like in the dick. That that bit is still funny. (laughs) It really is. I watch it about once a year, and it keeps getting funnier. It's the look on RoboCop's face where he just looks horrified and he just can't stop shooting people in the dick. <laughs> oh, uh, Hi, Don. Are we making you uncomfortable? No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'm good. I'm good with things being shot in the dick. All right. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I did. I did have to explain the Pamela and Tommy Lee talking dick to somebody a couple weeks ago. It's like um, it talks. It talks. That's it talks. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. He like, scares it, a boat with it too. It talks. <laughs> I haven't watched the original video. I'm just gonna say that. So I don't know if he does that. But yeah, it talks. Oh, in the Hulu series, they have a talking dick. Yeah. 
It's a, oh man. It's Am I the only one that remembers the TV show Sledgehammer and the guy had the talking gun? No, I I love that show. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, it it's, was a great. Yeah, it was it really was good. Show. It was in the eighties, obviously. Short lived. Yeah. It was a take on like Dirty Harry, and this guy's a psychopath who you know lives by his own rules, like all the eighties cliches, and he has a talking gun. <laughs> and it's hilarious, and it kind of one season kind of Max Hedrum style, and it was, was the whole say- thing. I was going to say, it, it was very around the time of Max Hedrum. Like, they were yeah. very similar. Gotcha. But, anyways, so, I had a discussion idea. Don, I yes. didn't prepare you for this because I want your opinion on our ideas. Oh, God. Okay. Be brutal. I will. And I don't know if Josh did his homework. But that's okay, I, because I think me and Mike always have a lot of ideas when it comes to this. Yeah, I I did not because it's been uh, it's been a week. <laughs> oh, good. So Morbius came out this week, and yep. the consensus is the critics hated it. Fans of just fun popcorn cinema loved it. Yep. Or fans of just like I liked comic books in the '90s. This is Morbius, and it got to me thinking that like Morbius, would you guys consider him like a D-list comic book character? Yeah. Would you consider Jared Leto a D-list comic book character? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I can't stand him. He, you know, he me, literally thinks he's Jesus. Yes. Me, me and Alvarez have just been sending, like, TikToks of bad-mouthing bad Jared Leto back to <laughs> He's the worst. I didn't even like him in the 90s, people. Like, yeah. who no. likes Jared Leto? The thing is, he's in a lot of movies that I like, but I don't like him. Yeah. I can't even name one movie. <laughs> with, the right. exception, with the exception of Suicide Squad. I mean, Fight Club, Blade Runner 2049. I love Blade Runner 2049. He said Fight Club? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Wait. Hey, oh, he, wait, wait, wait. He's in American, American Cycle. That's right. Say, he's yep. in all these movies where he gets beat up or killed. Those yeah. are the ones I like. <laughs> All right, you guys talk for a second. There is one movie that he's in that I genuinely love, and it's very stupid, but uh, it's not because of him that it's good. It's because of Danny Glover. He is in Switchback, a movie where he's a drifter, and uh, Danny Glover befriends him. They're like, they ride the rails. And Danny Glover is a murderous psychopath who tries to pin his crimes on Jared Leto, who is just a, like, baby-faced idiot. All the while, Dennis Quaid is the cop who's, like, two steps behind them constantly. And it's cool because Danny Glover is a complete psychopath in it. And Jared Leto just kind of, like, stands around breathing with his mouth open the whole time. (laughs) Um, That sounds like an accurate description. But it's oh, a good. Oh fuck! I forgot he's hit Urban Legend. Oh uh, yeah. We did that fucking movie on the cup on Boogeyman's Closet. Yep. I totally forgot about it. See, that's what I'm saying. Like he's <laughs> in a lot of movies that I like, but I don't like him. <laughs> I was just reading about what a dick he was on on set because of his method acting for Morbius. No. Uh, what did I he do for imagine. Morbius? I, like, did he send a pig full of bullets or anything? <sighs> No, apparently he went full method. So, like, whenever they had to take a bathroom break, he would only use his crutches to get to the bathroom to the point where, like, the rest of the crew and the director were like, 
if you're going to keep doing this, we're going to have someone take you in a wheelchair. This is ridiculous. What the fuck? So someone someone had to wheel him to the bathroom. It's like Jared Leto wants to be Nicolas Cage, but he has nowhere close to being like Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he can't pull it off. Never. And they keep giving him jobs in superhero films, but that because he got an Oscar one time. I mean, I will say this about Morbius. Like it, it is, if you like the Venom movies, chances are you will be entertained by this. Like the, the editing nightmare that people talk about, like, yeah, it's noticeable if you're looking for it. Um, there's definitely some weird hard cuts where you're like, that seems like an odd place to cut away, but okay. Um, but overall, it was an entertaining nineties comic book superhero movie. And I'm more interested to see where they're going with it because of the post credit stuff. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see what's coming next, but it, I, it felt very much like the Venom movies. I don't think that post credit thing is going anywhere because that certain person in the post credits has moved on to bigger and better things. And I don't think they're going to be using them. Uh, uh I don't know. I'd be surprised if if they don't come back for for the the bigger stuff that Sony has planned. Uh, breaking yeah, news I before we get into our conversation. Say, I don't think the other one's going to last either. So. Yeah. Um, the NECA Turtle van has just been announced, and oh. it's kind of there. If that's your jam, uh, it looks expensive, and it's all matte painted. So good luck with that. Have fun with it. Um, Turtle Van. Anyway, I wanted to talk about if Morbius is possible, what other comic book characters who have never made it into a movie could have their own comic book franchises or comic book properties? Um, Do you think, I mean, they've already made a Richie Rich movie like Archie. Yeah, whatever <laughs> uh mike you said you had a thousand picks yeah the the first two that come to mind and again i think we have one that's probably gonna we're we're gonna share one i bet well i see i don't know because i i went i went very odd with this like i i i'm thinking 90s stuff and there's a comic book that i absolutely loved in the 90s that is terrible <laughs> like i've gone back and reread it and it's like oof this is rough but shadowhawk from image comics oh yeah i absolutely loved that four issue uh mini series that came out before the series launched yeah and i think that would make a fantastic film like in the vein of like venom and morbius where it's like you know fuck modern cinema we're just going we're we're making a 90s comic book on the screen i would love that like he's out there breaking backs of people. Like he didn't kill his villains; he broke their spine. Like he was a messed up antihero. But like there was a dude on who just he was on fire all the time. There was a, <laughs> an alien that liquefied people. Like it's just such a bizarre, like weird Batman wannabe, and I, I loved it. I. I would love to see that on the big screen. Will you clarify something for me? Sure. Did he have AIDS or is there somebody who had AIDS in that comic? If I'm remembering correctly, he, he had AIDS in the actual like series. 
like they hint at it in the miniseries. And then like, cause I know the, the guy who was shadow Hawk was no longer shadow Hawk after, after a while, like somebody else took up the mantle. That was after I stopped reading comic books in the early nineties. Like I, I got out of comics and then came back in the late nineties. Um, so I'm not a hundred percent sure what happened after that four issue miniseries, but yes, I do believe the character got AIDS. So, okay. Yeah. I always remember there's like something like progressive about him. And it was very like, we're going to make a statement and make a hero with AIDS. It's Shadowhawk. And then it went nowhere. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff like that in the early image days where they were just, they were throwing everything at a wall and just seeing what stuck. Um, there's a lot of image properties that I think if you just made them stupid, crazy action Nicolas Cage movies. Oh, yeah. Wildcats. Oh, Nicolas Cage <laughs> as Trencher would be amazing. Oh, God. Like, I'm just thinking of Spawn Toys. Yeah. Make them into properties. I mean, another one. Die Hard. That, uh, that I would you know, have. Guys, you know what? I just want Little Women now with just Nicolas Cage and all the <laughs> <laughs> See, I was I was gonna suggest that Nicolas Cage uh, do the voice of Spawned Kate. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I want to see that. Cage of Green Gables. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the title as well. By the way. Uh... <laughs> oh man. But another one of my my favorite 90s uh, weird superhero things that I would absolutely love to see a live action version of, but not a film. I would want to see like an HBO series is the Max. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I am a Sam Keith nut. Like, I love his work. Um, I know the Max is a really bizarre comic, but I bought all the IDW books. And uh, when they, they re-released them and just, man, I, I love that series. It goes in like 8,000 directions and there's plot threads left hanging, but I don't care. I loved that story. Um, and I feel like a live action version of that would just be bonkers. Um, that was on my list. You know, thanks to that. I've, I, thanks to this discussion, I've, I've been able to rack my brain and do my homework right now. So I think, (laughs) I think I have, I think I have two good entries. Um, you know, we're mentioning comic books. I was talking to Straussberg, who I hooked him up with a bunch of trade paperbacks because I put together a giant pile of trade paperbacks for that heart crate thing that never happened. Heart crate. Um, not that they're listening. And I sent a picture and Josh Straussberg was like, you know, if you don't need those Deadpool comics, I'll take them. And as a thank you, he sent me uh, Hellboy Omnibus number one in bprd omnibus number one and i remembered how much i love hellboy but then i realized that i I need to read them in order and that there's an insane amount of hellboy universe comics um but they've already covered the major characters outside of like herman the humoculus Mm -hmm. you know in the hellboy not that any of this matters you just mentioned max and i just get crazy um vibes hellboy vibes from the max anyways um what else did you have mike uh well the last one that that i thought of originally was johnny the homicidal maniac yeah that would be a really fun i honestly think again series like that would be something you'd want to do in a series because that that comic as silly as it was it got dark like the the overall plot line is really effing dark. And I know Josh, I know, you know, you're very familiar with 
with Jonan's work as well. But like and, the, and one oh, of the two things that I picked, I'll I'll tie it in and throw it right out there now. <clears throat> is Squee. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I want to see a Squee series. I, I was going to say, like, if you did the entire uh, Johnny storyline, like, and included Squee and I Feel Sick. Like, I honestly, I love Debbie's story in those those two issues of I Feel Sick. And I feel like you could do a Johnny the Homicidal Maniac series and include all of this. Yeah. And that, that would be really fun. It would all tie very well in with the uh, with the thing in the wall. Yeah. Would it be a cartoon? You know, no, I think I think it would be more fun if it was live action, but they kind of went the Sin City route and made like bizarre uh, set designs that look like a comic book. Ooh, that'd be fun. Because Jonan's Jonan's worlds were always very weird, like they were always based in reality, but had like all that weird sci fi architecture. Okay. I really want the random background people, even in live action, to give like the same the same type of weird, stunted, painful sounding line readings that the background characters of Invaders <laughs> in had. Yes. Well, and and also the background characters in Johnny as, as a whole, like some other thought balloons or word balloons were hilarious. Like there's that one issue where just there's one random panel where a girl is walking through the panel just going, whoa, I'm God. Like, it's just like, wait, what? And they never touch on it again. Oh, I always, I always enjoyed the good God spices. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I love those comics. Did you have any more, Mike? No, those those are the main ones I had. Don, how do these sound to you so far? Uh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have one. But just one. What what is it? Because I'm a huge fan of it. And I want a TV show. I want a Howard the Duck TV show. You know, you yeah. might get you might get your wish on Raised by Rentals. I'm just gonna say that. So. Oh you guys guys do call me in. Because <laughs> that I a little behind the scenes, that is one of the things that has been floated between oh, us. Tag me in. Tag me in. <laughs> Your voice is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I I need to be part of that. (laughs) I need it now. Uh, I'm still waiting for Strasburg to be like, yeah, come do the come do that other one that we were talking about. But no, we were we were literally just talking about this uh, on our last uh, rental rant episode. We were like, all right, we got we got to get done in there. And we were trying to figure out, like which one we're going to pull you in for. Cause we have a couple and, and you know about the one we've talked about. Um, yeah. So, but now with Howard the duck, it's like, well shit. And we did. And it is on the list as Howard, the duck TV show. Oh, so <laughs> Ooh, not, not to distract, but this is breaking toy news. Uh, and it's kind of a big deal. Does it have to do with Howard the duck? <laughs> it does not. It is. It is uh, the Better Business Bureau has officially opened an investigation into Loot Crate. Oh, oh. I've heard about this. Yeah, <laughs> you're not getting your turtles. <laughs> no, nope, you're not getting anything. So yeah, that's some breaking toy news for you. Yikes. Oof. 
That's not good. Um, yeah, Howard the Duck kind of bends the rules in that he's been in Guardians of the Galaxy and he had that amazing George Lucas movie in the 80s, but it's just cameos, you know, and Howard yeah. the Duck is great. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they ever did it, but I know Leah Thompson pitched a comic where movie Bev comes into the comic to try and find movie Howard with with comic Howard. I don't know if it ever got made, though. Um, I was looking up that while you guys were chit chatting here, but I couldn't find out. I know I, from the Howard the Duck comic book, he changes his name and the creator takes him with him to another comic property because Marvel owned him. Um, and that's just my old roommate telling me that. Um, but I can't remember if he came like Bob the Duck or something like that. But that's something that definitely happened. Um, Guys, Josh. I've got five words for you. Live action milk and cheese. Oh, <laughs> yes. Please. That would be amazing. I want live action, bloody, violent, crazy, insane milk and cheese with like I'm I I'm gonna venture to say like do do some some sort of like weird rotoscoping and make milk and cheese like borderline stop motion. Oh, that would be so much fun. Uh but real. Like in the real world. Yeah. Like there it like Nothing cartoony except for milk and cheese. And even then it's just like they're cartoony because that's just how they look. Like right. like Roger Rabbit. Yeah, like it, but not from not necessarily like they are cartoons. Like they are just right. a part of the real world. They just look there there's just anthropomorphic food creatures. I think you go full like full stop motion with them because that always had a creepy bent to it anyway. Yeah, it really did. And I, I mean, like you, um, you know, some of the animation styles in into the multiverse uh, where it's sort of twitchy. Yeah, I would do that where it looks like it's stop motion, but it's just their animation style. It's crazy, but existing in a real world, obviously. Right. That would be yeah, amazing. I, I just want the like unintended hilarity of this very real milk and cheese, like beating someone to a bloody pulp <laughs> dairy products that have gone bad. That scares the shit out of me. <laughs> that, no, <laughs> that's a, that's a, if anything, a global milk sponsorship right there. Oh man. <laughs> Great time. <laughs> global milk brings you milk and cheese. The movie. Yeah, free prize uh, in every box of milk. I want milk and cheese, and my and and like I already threw in my other idea was a squee. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I had two, and I just thought of a third one. The third one I thought of is because Mike was talking about all that image '90s stuff. Is Savage Dragon? Yes, would be really badass, and I think it's still going. Like I it's been so. one of those long, long-running image comics, but it, it's a half man half dragon cop yep like that's all you need <laughs> he's like a, a cop with the green fin on his head with horrible villains like heavy flow 
Yeah. You know, and uh, oh, geez, Super Patriot pops up. It's a really good comic. Uh, it's something I think like you could just take some creative liberties within a movie and have a lot of fun with it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure that they would, you know, give him like an un- unnecessary love interest and make it stupid. But I still think it'd be one of those properties you would you'd be there day one and just be excited about it. Um, I'd love to see Dead World. Oh, oh but man! Walking Dead has been overdone, so I can't imagine anybody being like, "Let's pour more money into zombie stuff." Um, yeah, but see, Dead World has one thing that The Walking Dead never had because Walking Dead played too much in the Romero or played too much in the Romero sandbox. Whereas Dead World kind of plays in the outskirts zombie stories where you can have intelligent zombies. You can have like demons and gateways to hell and all sorts of spiritual craziness in it. Dead World is its own animal altogether. And I would love to see King Zombie on screen. That would be amazing. And Zeke. Yes. But uh, Dead World. Something that it's like I've always wondered like it just. It has a cult following and it always just kind of it's its own worst enemy and it fails. Uh, you know, I'll be honest. Dead World is one of the few comics that has given me nightmares. Like it's fucked up. Th- there was I want to say it was the first relaunch. There's an, a, a, a story where there's a guy who is like wandering through the woods in like a blizzard. He's injured and he's being followed by the dead. And it's all his internal monologue. It's basically him trying to find shelter and get away from the dead, but he's again battling the elements and he's injured. So he's like trying to find a way out in time before the dead overtake him. And the thought process is that they never stop. They don't have to rest. They're coming for me. And eventually he passes out in the snow and they get him. And it fucking terrified me. Like I thought it was so scary. Yeah. Dead world. <laughs> if you can ever find it, <laughs> it's worth your time. Another, I just had another idea. Creepy and eerie. Would be a oh, great okay. anthology because we're not going to get Tales from the Crypt again. No, there's there's just too much red tape. At least currently, uh, it's why it's not on HBO Plus. Is that there's too many chefs in the kitchen? Who owns what? We can't replay those and just continue it with uh, creepy and eerie. In my opinion, it's just you know, new coat of paint, same story. Uh, but the one I really wanted is Warlord. Oh, Warlord wow, yeah, I forgot about that. Is a 70s Conan knockoff, essentially, about a jet fighter pilot that crashes his plane in the center of the Earth, which <laughs> in the DC universe, Earth is hollow, and there's a sun at the core of the planet, and dinosaurs live there. Yep. And his plane crashes, and he has crazy barbarian adventures. And um, I have the giant like volume one of the collection of the comics and he has an evil wizard villain because of course he does. It's a barbarian comic and there's a point in the comic. The whole plot of warlord is he's his, he's a hero that gets forced to fight in gladiator battles against dinosaurs and monsters and Conan stuff while these rich center of the earth type people watch and he, he gets a revolt and becomes a gladiator leader. It's basically like Spartacus with Conan. And he becomes a warlord and then has adventures and fights dinosaurs and evil wizards and etc. But there's a point where he confronts the main bad guy wizard and he has a watch. And he's like, 
where what what's going on and the comic takes one turn where i was expecting it to take another turn thinking that all of the rich and powerful of the surface world go down to the center of the earth and they spend their hard-earned money to watch people fight dinosaurs and do crazy gladiator stuff do the thumbs up thumbs down you're gonna die but in actuality this guy has a stash of futuristic center of the earth people gizmos and that's where it leads to mm-hmm. not like oh he's got a watch and he's hiding the fact that he's from like detroit and i can get out of here anytime but these people are paying to watch me kill my friends and get eaten by dinosaurs and all this crazy shit and i always thought that was a twist that a movie or a tv series could take that would be pretty sweet also a guy with a thor helmet and white hair fighting dinosaurs is just cool to me like, I don't think you can ever have enough of that kind of shirtless beefcake idiot fighting monsters and dinosaurs <laughs> and wizards uh, because the Jason Moma Conan was god awful. Uh, and it kind of like missed the spirit of what made that stuff awesome. So mm-hmm. go at it again, but this time with Warlord. Just my opinion, because there's only one Conan and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, it would be another fun anthology one is uh, Flinch from Vertigo. I've never read Flinch. Oh, dude, you're missing out. <laughs> it's so good. Tell me about it. it. It's it's just like a Tales from the Crypt style thing. There's there's no horror host. It's just a bunch of like writers and artists that were big at the time in like the late 90s, early 2000s, just doing short horror stories. And they ranged from like cutesy anthropomorphic animals having a deal with the devil to like cannibalistic grandmas. Like there was just crazy shit in, in every issue. And oh, I loved it. Uh, it was like it was just a weird collection of sci-fi horror. Do you think Vampirella would be too much? Yeah. Yeah. It's sure. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out two bonus ideas that I just had. Okay. Uh, before I go ahead and tag out and let let Don take <gasps> over as both Don and Josh. What? Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> go for it. So my bonus ideas are flaming carrot. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because all of a sudden I was like, wow, how have we not talked about flaming carrot? That would be so mm-hmm. freaking weird. Um, and alternately, I think I think it would do well to be an- another case where it would do well to do it as a live action series as opposed to a movie. Is Madman? Oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh. I'd be all over that. I was actually just talking to Strasburg about Madman the other day. <laughs> like, Im- imagine them doing Madman as like a slow, drawn-out, serious series. How? I mean, I get it, but it's yeah. Madman. I think I think Madman could be done in like a really good mix of serious and ridiculous do you think the sandman adaptation is going to work god, god i, I hope, hope so, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know the real question here donawn yes. do you read any comics i or haven't it, in years i i used garfield? to it, it wasn't even garfield uh <laughs> I used to read comics maybe about 15 years ago, and then I gave up. And the only one I I actually watched or read 
religiously uh got made into a tv show so i'm i'm already happy it, it was the boys so i'm i'm good <laughs> oh man it's so fun too which is yep. it's such a wild departure from yeah. the comics thank god um so i don't know what's gonna happen i hate that where it's like well this is the next thing and negan's gonna kill glenn yeah don't need to watch you know but nope they're gonna do their own thing um josh go on be free where I are you have, going i i have sent i'm going to grab a bite to eat oh uh and and then probably close my eyes for a little bit because i've been up and running since like six. Oh. okay uh, do we want yeah, and then I, oh good i i have given i have given don my hall of fame pick ah, so good. okay so yeah yeah it's uh i did we have a theme this week no okay cool yeah if that, so, i will figure out a way for that to be a theme all right i yeah. will figure out how that will fit into the theme yes <laughs> all right okay have I've fun been... with uh your lunchable in your hand party and your nap Happy oh, birthday, God, Josh. It's, it's going to be so good that I'm going to do the Lunchable and the Ham Party at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Uh, Wait. Uh, By Ham Party, you guys don't mean just putting a little hat on my hand and throwing a party for it, do you? That's what I meant. Yeah, okay, absolutely. yeah, I'm going to have a hand party. <laughs> Google eyes, you know. Yes. Little puppet show. Uh, so like, much better like, than the donkey you know show like, last year. Like uh, Cartman does with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and on that note, it'll be like I'm not even gone. Taco flavor kisses. <laughs> taco Bye. flavor kisses. <laughs> taco taco burrito burrito. Bye, Josh. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Okay, let's all talk about him now. So you want to hear something funny? <laughs> Yes, Me and Mike got it. to talking last night. Uh huh. And I was like, hey, let's find a budget friendly cameo for Josh's birthday. Oh my God. So uh, we decided on Dana Snyder. Oh, mm-hmm. yep. That's a good one. Uh, unfortunately, if you want a 24 hour turnaround, there's an upcharge. Mm. So we decided that we would just do the regular. Uh, He's going to get it within seven days. So I'm going to talk about this now because I'm pretty sure Don, uh, Josh doesn't listen to the show right when it comes out. He just gets to it eventually because he lived it. Right. Uh, right. So I'm like, I'm like me who's self-centered and needs to hear her own voice. I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I record it. I edit it. I listen to it. And then I listen to it right after I put it out. So three times in a row. Um, we wrote the most ridiculous shit we could come up with. For Dana Snyder to say to Josh for his birthday, um, I deleted it. Damn it! Let me look it up on Mike's uh, Facebook. You know, you probably could have saved your money and talked to because Nicoletti used to work for him, didn't he? I I, I know he worked with him. Yeah. Because I know one time I met him at a con, Dana Snyder at a con. And I brought up Nicoletti, and he texted Nicoletti and sent a picture of me. And he's like, hey, Don. Whoa. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. But everybody will get to hear it on the show next week. Um, you're not supposed to be using this for any kind of commercial purposes. But for the 12 people that listen to the podcast on the regular, I don't think this is going to make a difference. But uh, definitely money well spent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, but as soon as I get it, I am going to forward it to Josh as a really funny birthday present. Hopefully he doesn't skip uh, the Space Jam 2 talk. Hopefully. <laughs> like I said, Space Jam 2, the Jared Leto of movies. Indeed. Oh, <laughs> or Jared Leto is Space Jam 2 it's of space- acting. Of acting, yes. Um, <laughs> do we have anything else other to talk about other than it's Josh's birthday and Josh, 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 Josh? Josh's birthday. It's gonna be Josh's birthday. <laughs> I always think Josh. he's like twenty-eight. Yeah, I know. Even I'm. I the only reason I remember that I'm only four years older than him is because I remember meeting him when he was sixteen. He's a baby. <laughs> he's just <laughs> and and I was twenty. <laughs> I, I still say he's a time lord. Like the dude doesn't age. Yeah, he's weird. got that like high metabolism, skinny energy. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I look at pictures of myself from four years ago, and now I'm like, oh god, what happened? I look at pictures of Josh from four years ago, and now and I'm like, you're the same person. <laughs> like you have not aged. Do you have that definite cutoff of before being a father and after being a father? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's a seismic event. Like, that's when the meteorite hit Earth for me. <laughs> yep. And I see pictures where it's like pre-fatherhood, post-fatherhood. <laughs> and <Yep>. I look <laughs> ragged and, like, underslept <laughs> and all the gray hair came in. Yep. Yep. Oh, the, the the gray hair is really coming in full force now. Like it's it, it's funny because it's not too much gray on my head. Like I have a little bit on my head, but my God, my beard and mustache is like gray. Just oh, coming. yeah. It's <laughs> like immediate like salt and pepper. It's At bad. least it's not like James Gunn where it literally was overnight. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it was like, we were like, <laughs> wait a minute. What the fuck happened to James Gunn? It was like all gray all of a sudden. It was the same thing with Johnny Knoxville. Like he yeah, started Jackass gray, Forever. All of a sudden. Yeah, he started Jackass Forever, no gray, and then like halfway through filming, he was all gray. Oh my god. You know, I think he was just dying his hair the whole time and stopped giving a shit. That's my my uh, guess. That is possible, but I I do remember uh, an interview with him saying that he goes, uh, because of COVID, he's like, Jackass Forever took so long to film. I went gray during the process. So, what I mean, like 55, 60. Uh, he's, how old he? is he? No, he's, he's 49, I think. He's 50. Oh or he's 50 now. Well, he's uh, 51. He's 51. Because me and him have the same birthday and he's eight years older than me. Yeah, because there's a, an interview with Steve-O where he's talking about saying that, like, Something about, like, uh, injuries really hurt, like, after 50s, like, but Knoxville's 49, so we're still good or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's one of the people I share a birthday with, so that's the only reason <laughs> I know that. Which, I, I don't know how we got on full-on Jackass talk here, but have you guys seen Jackass Forever? Oh, I watched it twice. I watched it in the... <laughs> I went to the theater. I, I missed it in the theater, but... I was the only one. I was the only one in the theater. When oh, I watched it. I watched it when it came to Paramount Plus, and my God, I was not expecting that amount of dick trauma. Right? Oh, <laughs> I, I, I want one of those plushies they made, though, of the of the uh, Pontosaurus, is what I would call it. <laughs> <laughs> because they made them, and I think they're going on sale. I had no idea that existed, but that oh. is freaking amazing. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's basically a dick Godzilla. 
Yes. <laughs> right? That traumatizes a back lot in Los Angeles. <laughs> and, and then gets bitten by a snapping turtle. Oh, that's right. Gets bit by a snapping turtle. Yep. By an <laughs> alligator snapping turtle. It's, yeah. That, yeah. I, I showed that part to, to Jess because she, she doesn't understand my love of jackass. Like oh. she, she just kind of rolls her eyes. I don't know why my parents even like jackass. I, I don't know why people don't like it. I have said it before. It, it is physical comedy. You know, it, it's it's my love of Three Stooges. I love slapstick. I love physical comedy. And hey, if you're going to do it, I'm going to watch and laugh. Like, you know, so I love Jackass. But <laughs> I did not expect the giant dick Godzilla and then the snapping turtle. So I made Jess watch that. <laughs> and she was fine up until the bite. She was just kind of like, okay, that, that's funny. And then the bite happened. She's like, oh, God, I don't even have one. And I'm, I'm upset. <laughs> Caleb's the perfect age for that. I hope you let him watch. I haven't let him watch this one yet because I want to watch it with him. We did watch part three and he was laughing so hard at certain scenes. Like he he couldn't breathe. Like his face was red. The hand slap, the giant hand. I still laugh at that. So do I. Like when Bam takes it just like gets antiqued. Oh, my God. Still laugh at that. Every time. Every time. It's funny. Part three with the, the terrorist joke with the pubes. No, that's part two. That's yeah. my favorite of all. That, that one was really good, but part three, there's just I don't know, there's there's something magical about that one where it's like all the jokes, even the mean spirited ones, are just really funny. Like there's just something about that that movie that's really funny. And then they have like the weird interstitials, like the <laughs> the dildo bazooka. <laughs> <It's> emotion. <laughs> yes. Because that oh, one was in three D. That yeah. was why everything was in 3D. Oh, God. The Phantom Cam just made that movie amazing. But good times. Uh, <laughs> there, there you go. Next Raised by Rentals, Jackass 5. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of pranks could they do now? Oh, my God. I haven't Oof. watched it. I have Paramount Plus, but it's just like, uh, I want to watch this. I don't have the time. There's a you know. Silence of the Lambs bit, kind of, um, that I was in tears. Like, I had to pause the movie because I, I was cackling so hard. I, I couldn't hear what was going on because I couldn't stop laughing. It, it, they basically trap some people in a room <laughs> and film it in night vision. And oh. it's just... <laughs> oh, I don't know so how... Good. I do not know how that guy got over the counter. Whoever, <laughs> one of the new ones, one of the new guys... He's not a small guy. He is not a small guy. Yeah, he he's... somehow got over a counter full of thumbtacks and 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 uh, cattle prods. I don't he, know. He took the counter out when he did it, though. Oh my god! I, I, but I, the the funny thing about this, why I say it's silence the whole movie to everybody. It's why I say it's Silence of the Lambs, kind of. Is because oh. we're filming it in night vision, and you just see Pontius in the background doing the tuck, and the, the freaking uh, Buffalo Bill dance. Oh my god! Literally, they were just missing goodbye horses. Literally. Oh, so good. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> so that was our review of Jackass Forever. <laughs> Join us next week when. <laughs> oh, good times. Um, with absolutely no build up, we're gonna cut away to another Barbie joke. Yeah, we'll yeah, be Darby. right back. Darby, <laughs> Darby, the action Darby. figure for 
the dads who want to play with their daughters. This was the best thing I could come up with for your yucks this week. We'll be right back. Hey, dads. Do you struggle to find a way to introduce the thespian that is Roddy Piper to your daughters? Well, don't worry. Coming this fall, we have the new Roddy Roddy Darby. That's right. Introduce your daughters to such classics as Immortal Combat, Hell Comes to Frogtown, and the classic They Live. Get yours today, bubblegum not included. I came here to do two things, chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. And we're back. Hall of Fame time. Guess who won? It was too bad. The guy who can punch his own head. Yeah. Oh. Dawn. Congratulations. Here is your chance to mess with Josh's pick. I'm not going to mess with Josh's pick. <laughs> you could pick anything and mess with him because it's his birthday. You could say Josh wanted. I don't know. <laughs> but I wouldn't pick what he asked me to pick. I would have picked something like uh, anal beads. <laughs> My Little Pony. Uh, no, I won't mess with it. Uh, it was. Do you want me to say it now? Sure. Want me to say what it was. Um, it is. Hold on, my screen went. My screen went blank. Hold on. Uh, uh oh. What is going on? Hold on. Hold on. Great entertainment, people. Hold on. The bees. The bees. Um. Um. It is the toy biz. Modoc, that's what he picked. Toy biz. Ah. Mm-hmm. That is what. He, that is what he picked. Great um, toy. He squeezes his head. He shoots a missile out of his forehead. Modoc. Great, great, great toy. Great, great toy. De- definitely I, great toy. Definitely, definitely, definitely a winner. <laughs> definitely, 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 definitely pick it up at Kmart. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don, did you have a pick? Um, um, well, because I've been sitting here this whole episode looking for one particular thing. Um, because I was like, you know what? I'm 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 gonna get a pick. I had I had one at the beginning of the show and then we started talking about something. And so I need I need to pick the HPC uh Cameron Poe Conair action figure. Damn it. <laughs> is that what your dog is named after? No, but I did. I totally forgot about it when I saw the name. I was like, damn it. My dog, I could have just made a Nicolas Cage joke earlier in the show. <laughs> yeah, it's going to win. I don't, it, <laughs> it, has <Yeah>. to win. <laughs> like, it would be poetic justice. Um. <laughs> I picked the reaction alien. Oh, that's another from one. Super mm-hmm. Seven. Um, but it's not Cameron Poe. I'm sorry. What a ridiculous yeah. fucking character with his hair extensions. Oh, and a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> and a bunny. And He's got a white gun beater. and a bunny. <laughs> yeah. And you can pick it up on eBay for $125. <laughs> I want to look at this while we're talking about it. Oh my god. 
Nicholas Cage surprisingly doesn't have a lot of toys. No, that's why I was sitting here the whole episode going, come on, there's got to be something else besides this one. I think there's like one Ghost Rider and then everything else is like a bootleg. And he's like ridiculously jacked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nicholas Cage. And it doesn't even really look like Nicholas Cage. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mike, what was your pick? Uh, well, I don't think it's going to beat Nicolas Cage, but I was going to go with the Toxic Crusaders Radiation Ranger. Oh, man, I love that figure. So do I, because it was like one of the first times that I had a guy in like a hazmat suit. Because <laughs> uh, that was before the Eco Warriors G.I. Joe that had the hazmat suit. Don, let me ask you a question. Yes. I'm always like picking people as things like you're this if you're a transformer and you this is you as a key man character they make a movie of your life and you have an option to pick any actress you want or nicholas cage (laughs) (laughs) would you pick nicholas cage to play you i don't know oh Oh, uh, or would you, you know be like, what? no, 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 Charlize Theron or whatever? No, because it it wouldn't be for me. I would I wouldn't even be like the main character of the movie. I'm 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 the best friend, so it it would end up being like Joan Cusack. Like, that's so what you're the did. ducky. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> that that's what it is. I'm never the main character, so I'm always the side. I'm always the side friend. Are you sure? Because you could, like, have an adventure. You have to find the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> I, fuck. Fuck! I don't know. Or it would be something like 15 you know, different would, people play you. Right, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, like, high, at, you know, it would not be somebody who's, like, A-level celebrity. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, like, a, a Jada Pinkett. Oh, I'm sorry, we're not supposed to talk about that. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> oh my huh? god! What the what the fuck was that? I think we're witnessing Will Smith have a breakdown. That I feel bad for Will Smith. So do I. That was totally Jada Pinkett pulling strings in my <laughs> mind. Yeah, no, I I I do not like her. I have a lot of problems with her. I only have one movie I like with her in it. Demon Knight. Knight. Demon Knight. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Same. I just like he's laughing. She's not laughing. She looks at him and he's just like, son of a bitch. Yep. And then he overreacts. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, just tells me that like he's in an emotionally abusive relationship. I didn't with... know she had al. I didn't know she had a alopecia. Right. I love that she was like everybody knows. How narcissistic do you have to be to think that just because you've mentioned something once that everybody knows? Like, I, I just thought she wasn't wearing her wig. Yeah. That I just was like she didn't want to wear a wig that day. Big fucking deal. Right. I don't think anyone really cares. And anybody, oh. if, and if anybody needs to be offended, it's Demi Moore that people are still making GI Jane jokes. <laughs> oh my and that movie sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. So fucking weird. And I'm still not sure if it wasn't scripted. 
to get people well, to talk here about is the Astros. My, here, oh, is my, here is my prediction, though. I will predict this right now. It's sometime within the year and probably next Oscars. They are both going to walk out on stage together to a standing ovation and thunderous applause and make a joke about it. And then that's going to be it. Everyone's, it's all going to be fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. But I, yeah. the reason the reason I don't think it was scripted, well, there, there's a couple of reasons I don't think it was scripted. If you look at Chris Rock's reaction, it, it does seem genuine. Um, so there's that. And number two, like, why would Will Smith go along with tarnishing his reputation that badly? You know, like, I don't think any actor worth their salt would be like, you know what? I'm just going to fuck everything so people will talk about the ceremony. I, and people yeah, I sitting, find. people sitting in that audience didn't realize it was a joke until he started yelling at them. Yeah, like they all thought it was a joke too. Like, and and who wouldn't? You're coming up on stage to do a fake punch. You know, that's what it looked like on screen. Was looked like a fake punch. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at Chris Rock's reaction, like, yeah, he looked. Well, there's two things that happened that gave me a lot of respect for Chris Rock. I mean, I already liked the guy, but number one. He he clenched his fist like he was ready to throw a punch, but he didn't. He stopped. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he made a joke about it. And then there was that moment after Will Smith was screaming at him where he goes, oh, I could. OK, like, you know, yeah. he had every freaking joke on deck, like ready to just tear him a new one. But he didn't. He did his job. He made a joke about it and continued on. So. And if you look at the shot before he goes on, yes, you see Will Smith laughing. You see Jada just kind of just being like, "Mm, that wasn't a good joke, but oh, well, you know, kind of thing. But if you look behind them, like you see everybody laughing except Benedict Cumberbatch's wife, who was sitting behind them. She's kind (laughs) of like, she's kind of like looking over, like, is this a joke? Like, can I laugh at this joke? Like looking over at Will Smith. (laughs) Like, is this? Is that it? Is this something I can laugh at? Everyone else is laughing at it. Can I laugh at this? I think the look of confusion on her face was she was still trying to remember her husband's name. <laughs> she was like, is it Brenda Dirk Cramble Scrunch? What was it again? Engelbert Humperdinck? What? <laughs> oh, uh, my but I was honestly really surprised that they didn't take the name. Like, that, oh, go ahead. Why don't they give it to somebody else? Yeah. There was apparently, because I've course of tiktok i watched all these people for who were there um there were security that were walking up to him to take him out yeah and, chris and, yeah chris rock's the one that stopped him yeah he he like because uh, the lapd was there like and he basically told everybody no he doesn't want like he didn't want to disrupt the award ceremony anymore you know he didn't everyone want... already knew he was winning yeah. so that that was the thing everyone knew he was going to win i would have just gone with like the second best even though Cumberbatch was a better performance. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I have no shame. Will Smith isn't a good actor. I didn't think... I, I like him. I think he's deserved it for other things. Yeah. But I don't think he deserved it for this. And it's no, it's no like, secret that these ceremonies are pretty much bought. Oh, that's oh, yeah. all bullshit. Like, yeah. I, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. oh, we're all going to Aspen this weekend. Hey... Carrie Mulligan's going to be there with us. Why don't you come along? I don't know. I just pulled somebody out of the air. <laughs> um, I couldn't think of anybody else who actually won. Because um, that's the thing. Like, you can't. Rem- I don't remember anybody else who won that night. I didn't even watch. I just. Yeah. I found out because social media blew up. Yeah. I found out because of Don. <laughs> you were yeah. like, did that just happen? And I was like, what? 
And then it's like Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. And then I just was like, I don't care. Yeah. I I, I had to rewatch it. Cause, but yeah, I didn't. I absolutely did not care about these Oscars until that happened. Because then yeah. I was waiting to see what was going to happen when he won. Because we knew he was winning. Yeah. Yep. Will Smith. I stopped caring after Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> Sorry. And I had, Oscar, I had, Oscar I was a big, just don't understand. <laughs> I was a big Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff fan as a kid. Same. I just don't care now. It's all like everybody's just, you know, they're circle jerking at the Oscars. I could care less. Oh yeah. Really, like, just not my problem. Anyway, uh, hey, yeah. Hey. Jada yeah. Pinkett Smith should have slapped Chris Rock. That's what should have happened. I mean, but she, and to be honest, she doesn't even look that angry about it either. She just looks like, mm, yeah, it was a bad joke, you know, she, kind of thing. Did you see the video of her laughing when Will smacked him? It's not her. It's not her. Someone proved it with somebody else who was sitting oh, right okay. there. Oh, it, okay. It looked like her. Yeah, it does look like her, but there, there was somebody else right there, I guess, ah. that, yeah. I don't know. Either way, I, I think physical violence for a joke is setting a dangerous precedent. <laughs> so uh, we were just talking about jackass forever. <laughs> it, well, right. But I mean, nobody is assaulting them because they made a joke. That's my point is like it, it to me, it, it it further cements that idea of I don't like what you said. You must stop doing it like ugh, no. People should be allowed to say what they're going to say. Deal with it later. Yeah, Deal with it with your words. There was there was a better way to handle it. He could have yeah. given him a look being like, hey, we'll talk later about that kind of thing. But he, he could have everybody turned in tuned in after that. So I say in his acceptance speech, he could have, you know, made a joke back at Chris Rock and talked about how much he loved his wife like that. You know, I mean, there there were better ways to handle it. Physical violence to, to react to a joke is just that's fucked up. Yeah. You could have made fun of Pootie Tang. Right. Right. <laughs> but anyway. Like, yeah, Chris Rock has done some bad movies. Like, you could have made fun of any of those. God. He's lo- What's the one where he's the president? Head <laughs> of state. Horrible movie. Horrible, horrible <laughs> movie. Um, Just like this horrible, horrible podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we went everywhere tonight, people. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere we talked about, we talked about Nicolas Cage. We talked about how how Jared Leto is a horrible actor with a Jesus complex. With a Jesus complex, we talked about Will Smith. Yeah, I think and we I think talked it, about toys for two minutes. The purpose yep. of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Anyways. Yep. Any plugs? Do we do plugs? Oh shit! Any- Thank you. I wrote that in the notes. Uh. <laughs> Yes, a few plugs to listen to here. Uh, Raised by Rentals. Mike, anything coming up? Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think of our our next episode because we record them so far in advance. You had the Um, Twinsies episode that dropped on our break. Or what I like to call your Schwarzenegger boner. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we are creating a Schwarzenegger universe, (laughs) damn it. Um, (laughs) We we do have a a rental rant coming out, and uh, our uh, next story episode is going to be very interesting as we're pulling something from SNL. Uh, <gasps> MacGruber? We're getting no, a oh. no we we do, <laughs> we do a Matt Foley movie. 
so it's it was an interesting task and I, we had a lot of fun with it um and then with uh, the boogeyman's closet uh we are entering uh, home invasion month so a lot of home invasion movies like don't breathe and the people under the stairs so that's gonna be fun and wolfman drops today tonight yes yep. uh well four four 2002 yes on monday you'll be <laughs> listening to this podcast uh four seven 2002 uh also check out heretic party their newest episode has dropped where they talk about mormons and drinking and it's very very interesting it's a uh something i knew nothing about um they love diet coke and they're a strange bunch uh those crazy mormons uh don you appearing anywhere am i appearing anywhere um i don't know I don't think so this week, um, but um, Global Milk uh, 3000, uh, if anyone wants to follow, has its own Instagram account uh, at Global Milk 3000. There's only two pictures, but soon the uh, Global Milk 3000 presents Global Milk 3000, the podcast, will eventually happen. Do we have a topic of what we're going to talk about? No, but who cares? You're going to listen anyways. <laughs> and and prints will soon be available mm. of, of one of the global milk pieces. Oh, I hope drink, both. Drink your global <laughs> milk. It does a body Con- good. Consume. Consume. It's full of vitamin G. Mm. <laughs> mm. G for gigabytes. Mm. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> it's also full of vitamin N for Nicolas Cage. <laughs> mm. I could drink global milk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing Nicolas Cage lifting his shirt up and having like 50 nipples. Just... Mike, I oh. want this picture. I need this picture. Oh, God, no. I need I need a Nicolas Cage sponsored global milk 3000 Oh. <laughs> oh god in oh, my god. head it's so horrible <laughs> it's like some sort of dune creature you know <laughs> they milk him <laughs> and of course he's got a milk mustache from his own supply like oh uh, Creep. all right <laughs> well, this this concludes the nicholas cage podcast <laughs> all right everybody (laughs) we'll be back next week with stuff and uh watch a nicholas cage movie do yourself some good probably more nicholas cage talk probably yes (laughs) thanks for listening
Ha Count Creepy dot com on the World Wide Web. Must I say it again? Did you not listen? Count Creepy. C-O-U-N-T-K-R-E-E-P-Y. Ah.